This is Messages from the Universe with Lori Wondra of Your Life Core. Here, Lori delivers information from the Mastery Realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. She connects with angels, guides, ascended masters, astro beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone, to Messages from the Universe podcast. Hello, this is Lori Wunter, and thank you for listening. Let's touch base again on our thinking and feeling and the concepts of our energetic bodies. I'm being called again to talk about our physical body, our etheric body, our emotional body, our mental body, the expansion into the spiritual fields, and what's happening today, what's pushing us to expand these energetic fields, what's pushing us to work and understand our chakras, to develop our expanded chakra fields. What's happening in these areas? What's pushing us to become greater connected to the universe, as well as the galactic forces that are influencing us now? The only thing I can think of or intuit on is that the universe continues to expand. And as the universe expands and as we expand, we have greater access to that information. We're more curious than we were 10 years ago. And we're certainly going to be more curious 10 years from now. We have new generations coming in that we're preparing for. All of this is about our soul experience as a human and the understanding of our energetic fields. What's it like to be physical? What is it like to have that human experience? And what do our energetic bodies do to support us? I read something recently that said we have the power to control our thoughts and that we shouldn't allow our feelings to override our thinking. That we really are greater than allowing our feelings to control us. And the commentary went on to say, be greater than this. If you want to change, think greater than your feelings. And when I come across a writing or I read something like that, I, I, in random, I know that it's the angels guiding me to read this and then to respond to it because I had an immediate, you know, I, I read the paragraph a number of times and I had a, an immediate response to it. And so I, I meditated on it and, and this is what's come through. And the angels are really going to step in tonight too, because they have an opinion on this because it is about our development and our understanding of both the emotional bodies that we have, as well as the mental energetic body that we have. But at a core fundamental, the state of our essence is we know our emotions are our compass. Even fear can be a really good thing. In past lifetimes, it was fear that allowed us to survive. It was fear that ignited that flight or that flee reaction that we had to survive. In our energy bodies, which is the electro fields that function around us, and connect us to our meridians of our physical body. Our emotional body is the first layer directly beyond the etheric layer. So when I look at people, I see the physical being, I see this thin layer of the etheric energy field, and then the emotional body is the next layer. The etheric layer that's right outside our physical body, that's actually a, it, it works like a protective skin that surrounds our physical body. So it goes physical, the etheric, 
the, the emotional, and then the mental body resides outside of that emotional body. And that's where we store, store the codes for our filtering system. So the emotional body is where we store our emotions, but it's also where we store all the codes and the keys from the universe and from the experiences. The mental body is the filtering system. So that think of that as like the decoding system. And it's how we respond to an emotion or an action. It kind of tells us what to do when that emotion is carried out or when we experience that. So if we don't understand our emotions and where those emotions come from, we have the potential to act, use our mental body, so we have the potential to act based on filters that aren't aligned. This creates the necessity to understand our emotions. So the work first is to understand where your emotions come from. Why are you having your emotions? What are the emotions? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it exhilaration? Because in the world of frequency, there's actually very little frequency between those emotions. A misqualified emotion is one that you've developed based on an on unqualified data. And when I say misqualified emotion, let's say you have an emotion of fear. It might be caused by something that was unqualified. So an unqualified data point that put it there. So it created an inaccurate link to that emotion. So once that's there and it's embedded into the emotional body, it creates a pattern or a reaction. So it actually logs a filament or it logs a thread into the mental body and the two are connected. So oftentimes you might find that you have a reaction to something and you're not quite sure why you just have this reaction and it's based on the emotion and that's a misqualified emotion. So it's having an emotion that really was created and the reaction was created by not having a true qualified anchor to it. Let's say you've experienced an event in your life that has left a really, really strong imprint. And let's say it was a trauma in a relationship that you experienced. And in this trauma, it created an emotional trigger. It was then also followed by the imprint carried in the mental energetic body. And this filter will always then be there. And this filter might be to be on guard, be alert, watch for that to happen again, or or just to be prepared. And in that filter that was created, it creates a barrier for you to have healthy relationships. So all your relationships look through that filter. Okay. Now, let's say you have a fear of attracting someone that would create a similar situation for you that you experienced in this trauma. You are furthering your filter system to add on top of that original filter. You're just adding another layer to create this, I'm scared, I'm scared of meeting someone new. So we layer our emotions and then we layer the mental component, the filter or the filament of the filter. So we have less of the truth coming to us. And in this lifetime, we're unraveling the emotional threads of ancestral, we're on past lifetimes, So you've got DNA from your ancestors, you've got your own past lifetime energy imprints, and then you've got this lifetime imprints. And then of course, you've got archetypes and the archetypes can be, are you male or are you female? What astrological sign were you born in? There's, there's all sorts of archetypes that also come in naturally or organically based on when we're born. But first 
we have to understand them. When we experience something, we immediately go to our reference system, which happens to be in that mental area. So we go to that reference system. We look at our filters that are stored there, and that's what we look through. We filter through this area. We catalog, we sort, we fill in the blanks, It's the law of association. When we experience something, we associate it to something we already know. So we're constantly looking for that reference point to associate it to. Until we do that, it simply doesn't exist for us. So it's just a faction of the brain that we're constantly looking to log it to something. When we think about that, that's quite fabulous. I mean, it's just the stuff that the human body and the energy fields do just always amaze me. But it also creates the opportunity, as fabulous as it is, it creates the opportunity that you will always only associate the events that you experience to the events that you've experienced in the past. And so if you've logged it incorrectly, or you've developed this inaccurate filter, you will continue to log current events to that filter. And so how do we move past that? One is understanding that right now we're unraveling all that, all those layers. We're unraveling the emotions that we have tied to these false filters. We're working on changing our filters. We're working on understanding our emotions. And one of the key components is really just to slow down and be present and to allow to understand that you have this mechanism. As intelligent as we are as humans, we have these mechanisms that create habit when maybe they don't need to do that. So if you slow down and know that you might have a filter that's being triggered or you might have an emotion that's misqualified or you just don't understand it, it's to be present with it and to sit with it. And sometimes we go into, we want to talk about our emotions and that is healthy. I don't want to say it's not healthy. But the very first step is to sit and to be in the emotion. So in a busy time, like this lifetime for everyone, everyone is busy. Everything is faster, quicker. And with that, we all have an expectation that we're going to work through things faster and quicker. And that it's going to be easy. Think about the things that, that we have in our own life to make things easy for us. We've got technology. We've got washing machines and dishwashers and those types of things that are meant to make life easier for us. So we have an inborn expectation that when these things come up and we learn them about ourselves, it should be easy to release it. We also believe that time is money. We all want more time. And so we have this expectation too. We're going to be fast. I got to get through it really fast because it's holding me back. Once I discover something, I want to move on with it because I suddenly understand it's, it's pulling on my energy. It's holding me up or it's preventing me from being somewhere else. Time is a huge factor because in the third dimension, we run on time. But in all the other dimensions, time is irrelevant. It's based on event. It's based on experience. It's based on observation and learning. So time is irrelevant. There is no time. There are only events and what we associate to those events. And so the steps to take is to don't worry about the time, like I got to get through this this week, or I have to get through this in the next hour. It is about being with it and being present in the event. Meditating, and I'm talking, discussing, uh, philosophizing with the angels and the guides and the teachers of the universe. And I ask, so where do feelings come from? Where do thoughts come from? And the question, do thoughts create feelings or do feelings create thoughts? If we don't have an answer, our brain works 
exponentially to find and provide the answer. And if it's not able to find the answer, it just goes into the swirl. It goes into a cycle and we get stuck in this tornado vortex of just trying to figure out the answer. We know unresolved events or thoughts expend energy. We know that. Everything is energy. Everything. So everything we interact with is an expansion or a release or use of our energy. Our energy continues to go towards forming some sort of resolution. So in the event that we don't know why something happened, we continue to try to troubleshoot or problem solve. So it's difficult, though it's possible. It's difficult to let go of something that we do not have a logical answer to. And that logical answer is an individual. It's like, what makes sense to you? And so we often settle on what it must be. We, again, we tie it back to that association. We try to tie it back to a previous experience. And in the time that we're now working through DNA and ancestral, we're opening up memories from past lifetime. Our physical bodies and our cellular structure hold memory. And we talk about uh, muscle memory, but we also have life memory in our cellular structure and in our DNA. And so sometimes when we wake something up and we're processing as to where did this come from, it's not even this lifetime, and we're trying to get it resolved, we might need to just understand that it's not from this lifetime. When it comes to understanding our emotions, and not having closure, we find that after going through these cycles of trying to find the answer, we feel hopeless. We actually feel like, oh my gosh, I've been through this in my head a thousand times. I can't get to a conclusion. I can't get to a comfortable place of feeling like this is the reason why. And that's oftentimes where we deviate. We go into a place of attempting to numb it or shut it out. We do that with drugs, with alcohol, and practices of avoidance. We direct our energy to other places because energy has to go somewhere. And so we start to direct the energy to those, maybe those unhealthy things. But we also can direct the energy to things like being a workaholic or food or even going to the gym. And we don't see sometimes the workaholic or going to the gym as a problem. We don't see them as a potential addiction where we actually, in in some places, we actually reward that type of behavior. But for some people, it can be a place that you go to avoid the, the work, the emotional work. So in this world of thinking and feeling and in the areas of energy and our energetic bodies and the ebb and flow that we have to have because they're not fixed. They ebb and flow in the situations that we are. The realization is that you need both. Not one is better than the other, but they do work closely together and there's a logical connection between the two of them. So you need both and they have to function together. Your feelings are your compass, but if you're flying purely on feelings and that compass is off and you don't know it's off, you're flying in the wrong direction. Your mental filter is how you see life, but if all your filters have you looking through a lens of, let's say, fear, rage, you can be pessimistic or even optimistic, you don't have the opportunity to see the truth. What you're seeing is only through the filters that you have. So they need to work together and you need to understand that they work together and understanding your emotions 
and the filters that you've built up around those emotions is the key for you to begin to see the deep-seated truth of the situations and to experience life and to experience yourself in a different way. When you know your emotions and you can identify that emotion and you know your compass is solid and when an emotion hits you, then you know if it is true. So let's say fear hits you and you're solid on your compass, then you can know true fear and it's not just a moment reaction. Then you can actively engage the mental body for the appropriate action to take next steps that you need to take and even into that expected outcome or that space, at least to have that space to experience something new and unique. Our human makeup or the science of our being is incredible. It's fascinating, but it still has to work together. All pieces are important. All are important when they stand alone. Emotions are powerful when they stand alone, but they are even more powerful when they are aligned with the correct filtering and decoding systems that are in our mental field. Our mental field is important because without emotion or without a compass, we can't talk ourselves into anything. We'd be gridlocked. So if you've ever been in this situation where you just feel like you're in this place of analysis paralysis, you've got all the data in front of you, but you still can't seem to move forward. It's not because you don't have all the data. It's because your compass is off and your compass is the thing that's going to tell you how and what you need to do to move forward. So in our energy fields, the expansion that we're going through, the steps are critical. The etheric field flattened a few years ago. That protective layer totally flattened is a way for our soul and the universe to push us into really feeling everything, feeling our emotions. And in the last few years, we've been experiencing life events and world events that are triggering all sorts of things in our emotional field so that we can understand emotions and then understand the filters that we have on there. But our chakra systems are also changing. And our chakra systems, those are the energy ports that allow us to communicate from an energetic standpoint. So the first expansion is the heart chakra. And so it would make sense that we have to do the work in the emotional body because the expanded heart chakra, chakra number eight, this is the space that we receive new information from higher realms, from other dimensions. And by the way, we have access to them all the time. It's being aware to them and being aware to the portals and the access, the doorways to get to that. We're in all dimensions. So we're in the fifth dimension. But if we're now just starting to understand that the fifth dimension is all about community and love, it's because we've seen glimmers and we've access the doorways of the fifth dimension, but you also have access to the 12th dimension and you also have access to the 24th dimension. It is the access point and that's what our chakras and our energetic fields are preparing us for. And that's why we're suddenly taking an interest in all these different realms, the dimensions, the parallel universes. It's those types of things. It's because we're doing the work at the individual layers that are creating or showing us these doorways. So that chakra number eight, that becomes the receiving space for this new information to be pulled into our energy field. This is where we connect to the moon, the archetypes of the moon, the feminine energy. This is where we begin to have that deeper karmic understanding. It's at a different level of feeling and it's certainly at a different level of loving. It's a different use of the heart. And again, this is the compass area. So things begin to feel different simply because they are different. Chakra nine, that involves the throat chakra. So, you know, chakra number five is the throat chakra. And 
we actually have the lower, which is the collarbone. The middle is the is the neck area, the throat area, and then the upper is the sinus. So step one is those three all have to merge together, and we begin to call that a combined throat chakra. But then there's a higher chakra that connects us to the spiritual world, a spiritual communication that is above us, and that expanded throat chakra needs to connect to that spiritual chakra. And then that creates the expanded, the ninth chakra. This connects us to the sun. It's the masculine energy. Keep in mind, we're always balanced between the masculine and the feminine. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it is, but we have both. And so the ninth chakra, as we connect to the sun and the masculine energy, this is where we begin to understand and see and remove those blockages. So it's at that point, then the mental body starts to engage. We start to see the filters that we had in place and and how they're preventing us from going forward. We can remove those blockages, adjust our filters. We begin to understand the archetypes that we have, if we're male or female, or if we're born under a certain astrology sign. Those types of archetypes have influenced the filters and we can understand them a little bit better so that we can look at life. This is also where we begin to really understand and really assess where we've been and where we are going. And it's here that we begin to see the possibility of truly living our dreams. They're no longer just a vision, a hope, or a dream, but we actually see the possibility and we begin to live the parts of our dream that we allow to come to us. And this is the the prime seat of manifestation. We can't forget about the foot chakra. Oftentimes we forget about the foot chakra and that section is also combining with the lower chakra. So the root chakra, the sacral chakra, and the solar chakra are combining with the foot chakra to make chakra number 10. So this is the combination. The first step in that is the combination of the lower three, the root, sacral, and solar. And then as those become expanded, then they connect to the foot chakra and that creates that chakra number 10. And so In the last year, many of you have been experiencing things in those lower chakra areas, belly problems, digestion problems, areas in the feet. Also, if you've had arthritic feet, trouble walking, those types of things, we're going to feel it in the lower part of the body. But it's important to know that this area of the expansion is to keep us grounded and tied to the vibrational changes that are happening here on earth and the earth energies. And so as earth continues to support us in the vibrational frequencies, and it fluctuates up and down, and this includes the vibration of earth, this includes the vibration of the charge that's around the earth, that's the Schumann's resonance, it includes the meridian changes, it it includes the ley lines, it includes all of the electrical forces that are happening here in earth. In this being grounded or connected to earth, It also helps remind us that we are earth beings, that we're humans, and that these lower chakras are all about creation. It is about our youth and creativity. It's the area of the the foundation of life and the creation of life. And so it reminds us that we can't simply fly away. As much as we'd like to fly up into the universe, we're really grounded here on earth. We will continue to stay grounded in the third dimension and the second dimension and the first dimension, there's no reason we can't be aware of all these other dimensions and when we flip or go between them. So 
Chakra 11, and that's the magic is the gateway. Chakra 11 moves us up into that universal consciousness, and that's enlightenment. It's the ability to receive the codes and the keys and the information from all the realms and be aware that there we have access to all the realms and the divine, but not just access, we begin to understand them. We understand the purpose of the different dimensions, the different realms. Once we do this work in these lower chakras, this combined chakra, and by the way, this is not going to happen for everybody right now. This is a lot of years work. It's a lot of soul and human work. I know many of you listening to this, you just want it now. Like, how do I pop open that 11th chakra? But it will take time. Some of you will be faster than others. But once we do this work, we connect with the astral plane to the etheric template. And that etheric template, that contains all the forms, all the forms that exist on the physical plane. And it gives us a blueprint or a template. That's why it's called the etheric template. This is the essence of the soul. And this is the point we connect to the root chakra of the galactic system. So we begin to understand it's beyond us. Yes, the galactic system has chakras. Once that is activated, then we begin to have access to the celestial body and the connection to the galactic solar chakra. So we move up the chakra system in the galactic areas. The celestial body opening connects us to the galactic solar chakra and the 528 hertz of the galactic enterprise. And I just read today, there's some interesting articles out. NASA has been monitoring and recording space sounds for 50 years. There was an article that came out that there are some astronomers that are pinpointing a pulse of sound, like almost like a communication. And they've been able to first pinpoint four locations. They can't interpret it. And it's been difficult to record them because they happen so fast. But now they've discovered a fifth one. There is sound. We know that there's energy, whether we call it life or not. But there's other things out beyond what we can see. And science is finally connecting or catching up to what our souls have known for so long. That's what I call the galactic enterprise, that solar chakra of the galactic area. And lastly, we connect to the causal body. And this is the true soul and the connection of the galactic heart. And this is the gateway that opens up then. If we think about how our heart is a gateway for so many things, it's the starting point and it's the emotional body starting point. The galactic heart, that's the gateway to the multiverses and the worlds beyond. That is the doorway. That is what we're reaching for and desiring to have access to. But it all starts knowing and allowing your emotions to lead you on the path to evolution. All of this emotional evolution, the discovery of more of the balance between the masculine and the feminine, this began truly, it began to hit us hard in the year 2000. Wherever we are on our journey or whenever we decide to start, we will continue to be pushed to expand our energy fields. We are energy and everything about us is a vibration. We measure that vibration in hertz. So use your energy, use your emotion, your emotional energy to help you evolve. Use happiness, joy, peace, calm, excitement, 
We like to be in those vibrations. They feel good and we can use them to help us continue to evolve. But don't be afraid to dip into the lower vibrations of sadness, frustration, disappointment, grief. It's when we spend time in those frequencies and we understand them, we make that connection between our emotional and our mental bodies. We evolve, we shift. We understand the control and the navigation and the manifestation that we can create around our emotional body and our mental body. That's the power of our evolution. I'm Lori Wundra. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe podcast with Lori Wundra of Your Life Core. For current events or to schedule a private session with Lori, please visit yourlifecore.com.